Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman Memorandum Ram Goldray and the Mazakas Babakama Daf Yutes, the second pair of Kates at a regal. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rabbi Yumi asks Rabbi Zera if Sroros in Rishus of Rabim is comparable to Karen, since only half damages are paid and libel in Rishus of Rabim, or comparable to regal and exempt in Rishus of Rabim. Rabbi Zera responded that it's exempt as a tolda of regal. Rabbi Yirmiya then asked, If it propelled pebbles in Rishus of Rabim, and they flew and damaged Kalim in Rishus Yachid, what's the halacha? Is he pati because the damage originated in Rishus of Rabim, or liable because the damage took place in Rishus Yachid? He answered, Akira ain kan, there's no initial movement of the pebbles for which he's responsible since it took place in Rishus Rabim. Hanachi Yeshkan, can there be liability here for the eventual coming to rest in Rishus Yachid? Rabbi Yirmiya sought to disprove both rulings from two prices, which teach that Sroh's damages are liable in Rishus Rabbim. And Rabbi Zer responded that they're discussing cases where the projectile was kicked from Rishus Rabbim and damaged in Rishus Yachid. When Rabbi Yirmiya persisted that this still disproves the second ruling, he responded, Hadrabi, I retract that ruling. Point number two, Rabbi Yudanasi and Rabbi Oshia were sitting together, and one asked the other, Kishka mahu, if an animal swished its tail and broke something, what is the halacha? The other responded, Shall its owner hold it by its tail constantly? One cannot be held responsible for such damages inflicted by his animal in Rishus of Rabim. The Gemara asked that the same should be said for Karen damages in Rishus of Rabim. Shall he hold it by its horn constantly? It answers, Karen love orche. Karen is abnormal, and preventing it does not require constant vigilance, whereas regal is common and is impractical to guard from in Rishus of Rabim. The more then asked that since swishing its tail is common, what was the original inquiry? It answers, Kishkush Yaser He inquired about excessive swishing, which is less common than ordinary regal, and was told that this case too is exempt in Rishus Rabim. And pointing with you, the next mission states, regarding what is an animal's tooth muad, to eat what is fit for it. The Mishnah adds that even in Rishus Rabim, where Shane is exempt from paying damages, the owner must still pay for Hanad derived by the animal. Abraisa teaches that if a cow eats barley, usually eaten by donkeys, or a donkey eats vetch, usually eaten by cows, the owner pays full damages. The same applies to a dog which laps oil, or a pig which eats meat. Now Papa observed, Now that you said that anything which is not its normal food, but would eat it out of necessity, it's called eating and not destructive karen, even where the animal eats it without necessity, then one is also fully liable for a cat, which eats dates, or a donkey which eats fish. The Gemara records an incident in which a donkey ate bread and chewed the basket, and Rayud required the owner to pay for the bread in full, but only half damages for the basket as Karen. The Gemara explains that although it would be normal for a donkey to chew the basket together with the bread and should pay in full, the case was where the donkey chewed the basket after eating the bread. So once again, the three points are number one. Rabbi Yirmi asks Rabbi Zera, if Sroros in Rishus Rabim is comparable to Karen since only half damages are paid and is liable in Rishus Rabim, or comparable to Regal and exempt in Rishus Rabim. Rabbi Zera responded that it's exempt as a tolda of Regal. Rabbi Yirmi then asked, If it propelled pebbles in Rishus Rabim and they flew and damaged Kalim in Rishus Yachid, what's the halacha? Is he pati because the damage originated in Rishus Rabim? or liable because the damage took place in Rishus Yachid. He answered, Akira Ein Kan, there's no initial movement of the pebbles for which he's responsible since it took place in Rishus Rabim. Hanachi Yeshkan, can there be liability here for the eventual coming to rest in Rishus Yachid? 
Rabbi Yirmiya sought to disprove both rulings from two prices, which teach that Tzror's damages are liable in Rishus Rabbim. And Rabbi Zer responded that they're discussing cases where the projectile was kicked from Rishus Rabbim and damaged in Rishus Yachid. When Rabbi Yirmiya persisted that this still disproves the second ruling, he responded, Hadrabi, I retract that ruling. Point number two, Rabbi Yudin Nasi and Rabbi Oshia were sitting together, and one asked the other, Kishka mahu, if an animal swished its tail and broke something, what is the halacha? The other responded, Shall its owner hold it by its tail constantly? One cannot be held responsible for such damages inflicted by his animal in Rishus of Rabbim. The Gemara asked that the same should be said for Karen damages in Rishus of Rabbim. Shall he hold it by its horn constantly? It answers, Karen love orche. Karen is abnormal, and preventing it does not require constant vigilance, whereas regal is common and is impractical to guard from in Rishus of Rabbim. The more then asked that since swishing its tail is common, what was the original inquiry? It answers, Kishkush Yaser Meboile. He inquired about excessive swishing, which is less common than ordinary regal, and was told that this case too is exempt in Rishus Rabbim. And pointing with you, the next mission states, Ketzid Hashem Mu'edis, regarding what is an animal's tooth mu'ad, lechos or to eat what is fit for it. The Mishnah adds that even in Rishus Rabbim, where Shane is exempt from paying damages, the owner must still pay for hanah derived by the animal. Abraisa teaches that if a cow eats barley, usually eaten by donkeys, or a donkey eats vetch, usually eaten by cows, the owner pays full damages. The same applies to a dog which laps oil, or a pig which eats meat. Rapapa observed, Now that you said that anything which is not its normal food, but would eat it out of necessity, it's called eating and not destructive karen, even where the animal eats it without necessity, then one is also fully liable for a cat, which eats dates, or a donkey, which eats fish. The Gemara records an incident in which a donkey ate bread and chewed the basket, and Ryud required the owner to pay for the bread in full, but only half damages for the basket as Karen. The Gemara explains that although it would be normal for a donkey to chew the basket together with the bread and should pay in full, the case was where the donkey chewed the basket after eating the bread. All right, so now we go to Simmerdaf Yotes, and our standard simon is a yacht. A yacht. So here goes. The cow who kicked up throwers to Nushusa Rabim which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots while eating barley, which is usually eaten by donkeys. Once again, it's a motion. The cow kicked up Tzroros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht. Yacht? That must be more enough. Yutes. The cow who picked up Tzroros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's Yad, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses what the halacha is in a case where a cow kicks Roros in Rishus Rabim and it damages in Rishus Yachid. So the cow kicked up its Roros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's Yad, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, which reminds us we learn that in a case where a cow is excessively swishing his tail, which is less common than ordinary regal, and it breaks something in Rishus Rabim, then the person is Pater. So the cow kicked up its Roros in Rishus Rabim, which tore holes through the sail on the Nizak's yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, while eating barley, which is usually eaten by donkeys, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Kate said a shame mu'edis, regarding what is an animal's tooth mu'ad, to eat what is fit for it. The Mishnah adds that even in Rishus Rabin, where Shane is exempt from paying damages, the owner must still pay for hanad derived by the animal. Abraisa teaches that if a cow eats barley, usually eaten by donkeys, or a donkey eats vetch, usually eaten by cows, the owner pays full damages. We see from here that anything which is not its normal food, but would eat it out of necessity, it's called eating and not destructive karen.
So once again, the cow kicked up its roar as soon as shoes rubbed him, which tore holes through the sail. On the yacht, stood next to the cow excessively swishing his tail and breaking pots, while eating barley, which is usually eaten by donkeys. All right, so now it's time for four blabach hazar. Dov tezvav. So the seven dov tezvav is a fruit bowl because tezvav reminds us of tubishvat. Tubishvat reminds us of fruit, and we use a fruit bowl to make the simon more distinct. So here goes. The woman who discovered that women are also hyphen damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl, fruit bowl. That must be one dov tezvav. Tubishvat relates to fruit, fruit bowl. The woman who discovered that women are also hyphen damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's Fruit bowl, which reminds us, the Gemara brings sources that women are also high in damages in monetary law as well in liability for their murder. So the woman discovered that women are also high in damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl was informed that because of Chetzinezekanas, which reminds us, the Gemara presents Malchokas about Palkaniska, the half damages payment for when a tum animal damages. While Papa says, Mamona, it's a monetary payment of liability. And Rafuna Bered Rav Yeshua says, Kanasa, it's a penalty. Anafkamina is where one admits that his animal damaged with care because one does not pay a kanas based on his admission. The Gemara concludes that Chetzinezek is a kanas. So the woman who discovered that women are also in damages when she dropped and smashed her friend's fruit bowl was informed that because Chetzinezek kanas, a court date was set in Eretz Yisrael because it seems her little cat was guilty of killing and eating someone's large chickens. Which reminds us, the Gemara says that since the law is that Chetzinezek is a kanas, if a dog killed and ate a sheep or a cat killed and ate large chickens, it's an unusual damage and we do not collect in Bavel. Collection of any kanas requires judges with smicha, which is only given in Eretz Yisrael. Still, if the victim sees property of the damaging party, we don't take it away from him. Also, if the victim requested a court date in Eretz Yisrael to make his claim before judges with smicha, we set a date for him. And if the damaging party does not go, we place a ban upon him. Daf Tezayin. So the simmer Daf Tezayin is toes, and we often use an acrobat with large toes. So here goes. When the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, acrobat, large toes, that must be on Daf Tezayin. When the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, hopped onto the large jugs in Rishusa Rabim and destroyed them, which reminds us, the more discusses whether an animal is moored to squat on jugs and if there's enough kamina between large and small jugs. So when the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, hopped onto the large jugs in Rishus Rabim and destroyed them, to avoid the lion who was seizing animals, to eat them, which reminds us, Shmuel says, Ari Rishus Rabim, where a lion attacks an animal, in Rishus Rabim, Dar Sva'achol Pater, if it seized it and ate it while it was alive, its owner is exempt, but if it tore the animal to death and then ate it, he's chayv. Since it's normal for a lion to seize and devour its prey alive, it's the equivalent of an animal eating produce, which is exempt as shane in Rishus Rabim. Tearing the prey to death first is unusual for a lion and is classified as karen and is chayv half damages in Rishus Rabim. So when the acrobat's ox, who also had large toes, hopped onto the large jugs in Rishus Rabim and destroyed them, to avoid the lion who was seizing animals, to eat them. The acrobat saved the ox by dropping the Ma'ben Tamlamuad sign on top of the line, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Ma'ben Tamlamuad, what's the difference between the laws of a Tam and a Muad? Ella, Sha'atam Misham Chetzinezek Magufa, only that regarding a Tam, one pays half damages from the animal's body, meaning the payment is limited to the value of the damaging animal. Muad Misham Nezek Shalom Mina Aliyah, whereas regarding a Muad, one pays full damages from the Aliyah, even if it exceeds his animal's value. Daf Zayn, so the symbol Daf Zayn is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be more Daf Yudzayin. 
the used car salesman from Yosaka and Yosef Motors, who loved to untour it and lend out his cars, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan quoted Rabbi Shimbar Yochai commenting on the Pazak, Hashrechem Zori al Komayim, Mishalchi Regla Praiseworthy are you who so by all waters, who send forth the feet of the ox and the donkey. This teaches Kol Osik Bator Gemilas Hasadim, whoever occupies himself with Torah learning and bestowing kindness, Zochel and Nachlishne Shvatim, merits the inheritance of two Shvatim, referring to Yosef and Yisachar. He presents Psukim demonstrating that Zri alludes to Tzdaka and that Mayim alludes to Torah. So the used car salesman from Yisachar and Yosef Motors, who loved to learn Torah and lend out his cars, was oblivious when a hog digging in the ground kicked up some pebbles that broke his car's windshield, which reminds us the Gemara quotes three Bryces demonstrating that the law of Tzroros is Malchokas, whether one pays half or full damages, one case being that of a hog which was digging and caused pebbles to fly and damage. Rava ultimately explains that all time agree that Koko Kagufodami, one's force, is like his body, and such damage is considered direct. Still, the Rabbanon hold half damage payment for Tzroros was received as a halacha Sinai. So the used car salesman from Yisachar and Yosef Motors, who loved to learn Torah, and lend out his cars, was oblivious when a hog digging in the ground kicked up some pebbles that broke his car's windshield, while one of his sons dropped clay pots from the roof, while another son smashed them with a bat. On the way down, which reminds us, Rubba asked if an animal trampled a cleave but didn't break it immediately, and then it rolled elsewhere and broke on impact, what's the halacha? Busted me car, do we follow the beginning of the process, and it's therefore the animal's body which broke the cleave? Or do we follow the moment of the Kli's breaking and it beats Soros? The more I said this question can be resolved from Rubba's ruling, Zara Klima Rosha dug if one threw a Kli from the top of a roof and someone else came and broke it with a stick, the second person is Pata from paying Damrinule Manatavira Tabar because we say to him, he's merely broken an already broken Kli. Since we consider the Kli broken at the beginning of the process, the damage in Rubba's case should be considered inflicted directly by the animal's body and pay in full. Daf Yudches. So the Simon Daf Yudches is a chupa because Ben Yudches lo chupa. Someone who's 18 should go to chupa. So here goes. The chupa, chupa, that must be on Daf Yudches. The chupa on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break. Which reminds us, the Gemara attempts to resolve Rubba's question if we follow the beginning of the breaking process or the moment a kli actually breaks regarding sroros. We try to resolve from the case of a chicken's pecking away at a rope of a bucket and the rope snapped and the bucket broke, he pays full damages. The Gemara goes on to clarify what the case was. So the chupa on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, which reminds us, Rava asked, Chassinazik Tzroros, regarding half-damage payments for Tzroros, Mugufu Masham, does he pay from the animal's body, meaning liability cannot exceed the damaging animal's value, or Ma'uliya Mashalim, or does he pay from choice property without limit? On the one hand, no half-damages are paid Ma'uliya, meaning Karen pays Magufo. but on the other hand, there's no precedent for Rego paying Magufo. A mission is quoted which states, the dog which took a biscuit from coals and went to a heap of grain ate the biscuit and set the grain on fire with the coal stuck to the biscuit. The owner pays full damages to the biscuit and half damages for the grain. The Gemara goes on to analyze this case. So the chup on the farm was a disaster when a chicken pecked away at a rope, causing the glass under the chassan's foot to roll and break, frightening a dog which ran with a biscuit on fire towards a heap of grain, where an ox was dropping Sroro's dung into the dough of the wedding cake. Which reminds us, Rava asks, is there mood for its rose, or is there no mood for its rose? Rashi explains that this refers to normal tzroros. Do we compare it to Karen, since it only pays half damages, and should share the halacha of Karen to pay fully after three times? 
or dim or told of the regal, or perhaps we say it's a told of a regal being common even the first time, and since only half damages are paid, this continues even beyond three times. The more attempts to answer from a bryson, which discusses an animal which dropped dung unto dough, Rebuter requires full payment, and Rebelezer obligates half damages. Alright, so now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of ten questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss the difference between tum and muad? That's on duff. Tazine. Good number two. Which duff do the case of a chicken pecking at a rope that snaps, causing a bucket to break? That's on duff. Yudchas. Good number three. Which stuff do we learn that whoever is Osik and Torah and Gmil Sasadim is Zochel and Nachlis Shnei Shvatim merits the inheritance of two Shvatim? That's on duff. Yudzain. Good number four. Which stuff do the case of a cow kicking Sroros in Rishus Arabim and damaging in Rishus Anizak? That's on duff. Yutask. Good number five. Which stuff do Malchus Tanaim if Sororos pay only half damages? One case being that of a hog kicking pebbles and damaging. That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number six. Which stuff do Malchus of Nezik is Mamon or Knaz? That's on Duff. Tezbav. Good number seven. Which of the one that a cow that excessively swishes his tail and is just rubbing breaks something? The owner is Patr. That's on Duff. Good task. Good number eight. Which stuff do you discuss what the din is regarding an animal squatting on jugs and the nafkamina if they're large or small? That's on duff. Tezain. Good number nine. Which stuff do you learn if a cow eats barley, which is typically donkey food? The owner pays full damages. That's on duff. Good task. Good number ten. Which stuff do you the case of a cow dropping sroros dung into dough? That's on duff. Yodchas. Excellent. That concludes today's shir. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.